Here we go. Here we go. We are back on the right track with Ethan Mittmeyer. Hello, guys. And we're just going to be talking about some more topics on Christianity and just kind of getting to know um, how we have like become Christian and kind of how we've grown in our faith recently. So uh, I think a great a great start would be like our devotional time. Like how? Well, no. First, let's start about where. When did you become a Christian? When did I become a Christian? Yeah, and then uh, we can go into devotional. Yeah, yeah. So I so I grew up Christian. Grew up Christian. Uh, uh, my mom and my dad really, really devout. Really, really, really devout Christians. Uh, my mom. But I vividly remember my mom memorizing the book of James uh, with her note cards. And she memorized the whole book and would recite it to me regularly in the car on the way to school when I was young. Uh, when I got toward like middle school age, uh, you know, chemicals flying, uh, you know, me being a middle school guy, my dad would sit by my bed every night uh, and read me a book called The Purity Code and all these things. Uh, and they, they really valued that, that I grew up in church. My dad was a deacon, uh, I believe of finance, I, I wouldn't remember too well. And my mom, um, she sang in choir, uh, and my mom did Sunday school. My dad ended up teaching a Bible class, uh, really solid believers. Uh, and I like, I pretended I was just for moral superiority. It was like, oh, like me being a Christian means that I'm a better person than you. Mm, so you're so, based it on like comparison to other people. Yeah, yeah, a lot of comparison. Uh, and I, I wasn't, it was just kind of like the persona I had, but, um, yeah, I ended up like doing, uh, having a lot of sin in the closet, lots of sin in the closet, a uh, relationship I had, um, went really, really, really south. And there are a few scares here and there, uh, sparing details, obviously, but a uh, really, really, really bad relationship toward junior year of high school. Uh, and I was like obsessed with soccer and stuff, and, mm. and I was gonna go. I was gonna play college, yeah. uh, and I had, I had a scholarship offer. I, I like I had everything I was like wanting. Like I yeah. had a scholarship. Yeah. I had a scholarship offer. I was starting to save a little money. Uh, I had a girlfriend that I really, 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 really liked. Things were just going good. Going good, uh, but yeah, that relationship just kind of sucked the life out of me with all the sin. I just kind of, kind of stressed me out. <laughs> So I ended it like near the end of 2020. It was October 30th, 2020 actually, at like 9:30 p.m. It was a football you know the game. day. You know the yeah, day. It was okay, like cool. a fo- it was like a football game. Yeah. And uh, then like a big Halloween party happened the next night. I didn't go. I skipped. Uh, and then I think like November 2nd, uh, I was sitting in my living room and I was and I was crying. You know, relationship done. Uh, and <laughs> like. I remembered my mom memorizing the book of James and I was like, okay, I'm just going to read the book of James. Hmm. So I, I went and grabbed my adventure kids Bible. I didn't have any, I didn't have a current Bible or, or a newer Bible. Uh, so I just went and grabbed my adventure kids Bible. Uh, and I read through the book of James that night, burned through the whole thing. Uh, and for the first time I actually like enjoyed reading my Bible. I was like, dang, this, this is some good stuff. Uh, so yeah. And I just read through it that night. And it wasn't like a big mystic, mystical, like Jesus, like my life is yours thing. Yeah. I literally said something along the lines of like, Jesus, I'm going to give you a shot. I'm gonna that's, just, that's pretty cool. That's I, actually kind of cool. Actually. It was just like, Jesus, I'm going to give you a chance to fix yeah. it. It was literally more just like, Ethan, 
Ethan hates his life. He's going to try whatever will work. And I was like, okay, Jesus, I'll give you a shot. So I, I read my Bible that night. And then I woke up and I read the next morning. And then I read that night. The next day. And, and the then the next day. Oh, that's okay. And I just didn't see a reason to stop. It was like, mm -hmm. like sin was getting killed from my life. Like I had, like I realized that I was like, I understood from, for the first time in my heart. It was like, okay, I offended God. He forgave me. So nothing could actually like ruin my life. Mm -hmm. It was like a sense of like invincibility. Yeah. Like, okay, like the, the perspective of yeah. understanding like, yeah. like, no, no, yeah. I can have eternal no. life with him. Yeah. It was like, it was like, okay. Cause I, cause, cause I was, atheism was never on the table for me. And like a lot of people are like, you know, what if it's like fairy tales, I personally think atheism is stupid. So for me, it was more just like, who is God? You know, that, that's more the thing. It was like, who is God? And you wanted to kind of figure that out. Like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I wasn't, I mean, I was raised Christian and I, I believe like Jesus rose from the dead, but mm -hmm. that didn't affect me at all. Was it more of like you wanting to realize why other people were so involved and believed? Or was it primarily because you were just like in, in a bad spot at that time? I think it was just that. I think it was I was in a bad spot. I, yeah. I wish I could say that I was, in my heart was searching for God, but I wasn't. Like, I didn't care about him. Yeah. It, it literally was like but, I once was lost now I'm found line mm -hmm. from from Amazing Grace like I did not find him like he found me that that's true like I was not looking for him but then after that November 2nd day or maybe it was October 3rd day that's when you were seeking him out yeah that's when I that's when I saw him seeking me uh, so yeah and then yeah that's kind of how I became a Christian so like late 2020 I was almost 17 years old and now I'm 19 so I've been going for a couple of years now. Yeah, me. so like through high school to now. So going on the lines of like devotional, like when you have like your quiet time, when you're reading the Bible, when you're spending time with God, uh, how did that look in the beginning? So like once, once, say like when you were saved, like how did that look? And then how is it different from now? Uh, yeah, yeah. So there, there are some tendencies that I've carried over from like when I first started, some bad tendencies, but they definitely doesn't look at all the same. So like, my prayer life was garbage. Like I didn't understand the essence of prayer. Mm -hmm. It was just, in my mind, it was like, okay, prayer is saying thank you God for all my things and saving me, blah, blah, blah. Like just praise. And then I'm just gonna ask him for stuff. Mm -hmm. That It was yeah. just like, mm -hmm. here God, here's my praise, now give me blessing. Yeah, like and a like, trade. Let's make a trade. trade yeah. It's not that, it's, it's so not that. Uh, there is a, a pastor I listen to, Tyler Staten. He's a really good pastor. He, he, he pastors Bridgetown Church in Portland, Oregon. Really, really good church. He, he's big on like spiritual formation. Like what does it look like for a Christian to actually like, what is Christian spirituality? Let's understand it. Okay. Uh, and he, he quoted another Christian uh, philosopher, I think Dallas Willard. He quotes Dallas Willard, I think. And he says that prayer is seeing reality from God's eyes and the act of doing that. But to answer your question, um, it was like, at first it was that, and then I would pray for a bit. And then, um, and then I, I would read. And I, I have an inner Pharisee. So for me, it was like, okay, God saved me. Now I have to earn it all back. Mm. He gave me a bunch of grace, and I have to read enough scripture to make him smile. 
So it was like, like I would, oh my goodness, I would, I would literally enter my my devotional time with God, and I'd be like, Ethan, okay, take three pages of notes from what you've read. Like, spend three hours in the Word. Not to mention, I was making Christian TikToks off the bat, which I did not deserve that platform. <laughs> Like, I, I thought yeah. I was equipped to teach, not equipped. I'm still uh-huh. not. I'm still, like, I still do not deserve a platform like that. But uh, I thought I did. Uh, big puffed. I was so puffed up at the time. Like, I like pride and like pharisaical attitudes crept their way in immediately. Okay, so how long did you wait before you started making, like, the, the videos for it? <laughs> like, like how like how much knowledge did you actually have before you well i had a lot of knowledge before i became a christian like i knew oh okay yeah yeah you grew up a little bit yeah later, so. yeah so it was like oh it, it wasn't like i didn't have it's not like i never knew anything it's just like it all unlocked hmm. so like i had all these concepts in my head now i understood them so therefore ethan has the platform to teach which i did not have like i did not deserve that i still do not deserve uh, a platform to teach uh, even if I do know more than I did which I do but uh, it's not where my mind is at but uh, yeah I would read and take a take a bunch of notes and I tried to read like like I would try I would not let myself leave my room until I read like four chapters of, of something and took three pages of notes or something and, like and that's a good like discipline but it's like the root like the root system is like that's the wrong reason like just trying to hit the the number yeah. um but yeah, in terms yeah. of being disciplined i think it's i think it's a a long the right idea but yeah. it's still it's definitely not a healthy way to go about it yeah i mean like it's good things like if i if i if i were to walk away from from uh my time with the lord and like i had no nothing in mind i just wanted to be with him and i walked away having taken three pages of notes that would have been great. It's a good thing, mm-hmm. but it was like I was going in, and it, it quickly became homework. So, so how is it now? Because now is yeah three three years later, or almost three years later. Yeah. Um. I mean, I can still I can still accidentally have that attitude, but I think it's, oh, yeah. it's a lot different now. Uh, I don't take pages. I don't take notes every time. Like sometimes a quiet time will just be prayer, mm-hmm. or sometimes like I won't have much to say to God. So I'll just sit down, kind of be quiet for a minute, and then read. Um, but I, I usually like I don't I don't like doing devotions like devotionals like on U version or books or anything like that. Um, I like I just like reading through a book. Uh, like over the summer going into this freshman year of college, I read through First and Second Samuel with some friends, and then they they saw that like they saw the end of it, and then. I saw like first Kings and I was like, yeah, I'll just keep reading. So, um, I just lately old Testament mostly is kind of what I've been looking at. Uh, right now I'm reading through Exodus and I just read like a chapter a day, sometimes more if I'm like really enthralled by it. Um, and I, I, I jot down little notes a little bit. Do you like annotate or do you actually have like a note thing? Uh, I have a notebook, but I, 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 I underline a lot. I underline a lot. And I, okay. Yeah. I don't like highlighting much though. I only highlight like the most key verses. Like if, if you feel with the highlighters. Or something? Yeah. Like the only, the only verses in my Bible that are highlighted right now are Philippians 3, 7 or 9. I think those are the only ones, which I, 
I could try to quote him. Okay, I was gonna say I don't think I remember three. I know two and four. Philippians three, uh, seven through nine. It says, yeah, 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 that's right. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I count them as rubbish, nor that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness of God that depends on faith. And then verse 10 is even better. It says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. Yeah, okay. Really yeah, okay, I remember those now. Uh, my favorite is Philippians 4, uh, 4 through 7. I think it's 4 through 7. I don't know this. Okay, let me just pull it up. Yeah, those um, are good. Yeah. I brought it up before. Um, let's see. Um... Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Yeah, it's good. Um, I, knew, I knew those last couple, but I, I did not know four or five at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Philippians is good. Yeah, no, six is definitely the big one, but don't be anxious about anything. I always try to refer to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of how like how mine looks in terms of spending time with God, like other than like praying throughout the day, uh, I'm really trying to read in the morning. I know there's a lot of people that like reading in the morning, um, but some people think it's just, it's just too hard to just wake up and start reading. But mm -hmm. I try to start with a prayer before I read, if not, I'll just get into the reading. Um, and I'm trying to read through the whole Bible, so like I'm starting Hosea today or soon. That's tomorrow, a, I guess. It's a warm book. I think the word I would use to describe Hosea is warm. Warm? Okay, I, I don't know anything about it. I've never read Let's any see, of see. these prophets. The last, the um, last couple chapters of Hosea are probably the sweetest chapters in the entire Bible. Really? Okay, that's actually tight. It's such a sweet. But these are all short ones. Like I don't even know how long Hosea is. But yeah, well, this the first minor. He's the first minor prophet. Like mm -hmm. Daniel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel. Like the big ones. Mm -hmm. You done with those? Yeah, Daniel, yeah, Daniel, yeah. I love Daniel. Yeah, I just finished that one today. That was that was great. Yeah. Um. Lots of visions in Ezekiel and Daniel. It's like the revelation of Old Testament. Yeah. Super, yeah. super, like, big end time stuff. Yeah, definitely. Oh. Yeah, definitely at the end of Daniel, there's a lot of the end times. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it usually is, is reading in the morning. Mm -hmm. And that's like most of the chunk of it. And then the rest of the things I would say are just like events that I'm mm -hmm. going to. Um, the thing with spending time with Gaza, you could always do more and that's what's always kind of like kind of nagging um at me is trying to find the balance of doing things that you have to do like school oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. practice yeah um or like eating or whatever and then making time for this too because this is technically the most important um but it's really easy to do the other things that you have to do that day first because those you actually have to do you know that like you're saved so you don't have to read this but that's the wrong way to look at it um yeah. Because you want to grow in, like, the relationship. Well, I mean, if you want to... It costs you nothing to be saved, but, like, you're not going to experience the joy of being saved, like, yeah. unless you open this up, you know? So, I mean, 
Like we don't have to. But I mean, it is our bread. Right? Mm-hmm. Like we do, we do need our bread. Uh, it's not a rule. There are things that we need to do that aren't rules. Yeah. You know? Yeah, not like quote unquote like required. When I wake up, I didn't have to eat today, but I had to eat today. No mm-hmm. one was sitting at my like. No one was sitting next to me, being like, "Ethan, you have to eat today." <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I was gonna get hungry. Mm-hmm. And it's the same kind of like thing. Like my pastor, my brother at church, they're not gonna look at me and be like, "Ethan, you have to read the word today." I just know that if I don't mm-hmm. eat the word, I'm gonna get hungry. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I feel you. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of like how mine was mm-hmm. or mine is. Um, but it's definitely hard, like in the morning when you don't have like time to to do it. You just have to carve out time. Like, okay, well, I'm just gonna have to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but most of the time, it's always. Like, oh, I'm glad I actually took the time to read that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, what would be, like, your insight on, like, prayer life? Like, how do you how do you go about that? Yeah. Yeah, I I gave, I, I gave, um, like, uh, I gave a, a little bit of it, like, insight. Um, talking about, like, looking at um, reality through God's, God's view. Um. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to what I, I listened to a sermon last night uh, called "Be Still and Know." Uh, That's by, one of the Psalms, right? Yeah, Psalm 46. You know where I'm going. Uh, and Tyler Staten, he uh, he preached it. My my buddy, my my men, one of my mentor figures. Uh, he he um he recommended the sermon to me. Uh, it's like discipleship homework. He's like, right. hey, I want you to visit yeah. this before we meet up next. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the verse says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And I, I think that is like, that is along with Psalm chapter 8, the mindset like I, I have to have like when praying and I think the other one is um like when I look at your heavens the work of your fingers the moon and the stars which you have set in place what is the man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him and I think like if I sit silently for just a few minutes and I like remember like if we send a message uh this is you hear a couple numbers if we send a message to a satellite on the edge of the universe at the speed of light, it will take 15 million years to get there. That's the size of the universe. Yeah, which is constantly growing. Yeah, constantly expanding, which means it had a beginning, apologetics. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's a, another conversation. That's another one. Another conversation that, uh, yes, so, like understanding how little I am, how big God is, I, and I take that, and I remember that he is interested Interesting. Like how crazy that he's interested in us when we're so small. Like yes. basically irrelevant to him. Precisely. <laughs> What's funny is that he places us above angels. Like he makes all of these things, all these spiritual beings, all the universe, and he's like, Yes, but people, they're my fate. Like that Yeah. Mind blowing. Mind blowing. And it makes sense. We're made in his image. Like mm-hmm. we would be his favorite that he made us to be. Uh that's the mindset and granted. I don't practice this perfectly uh, because I learned kind of a lot of a lot of this I could learn about last night, uh, but 
new things I'm adding. Um, but I think a lot of it, uh, I'm a big cynic, a big skeptic. So like a lot of times I have to pray something over and over again before I trust God with it. Mm. Just like, I'm just gonna be honest. Yeah. So sometimes okay. like, sometimes I have to like really emphasize repeated prayer. Uh, so like if I'm praying, there have been times where I prayed for something and God really answered the prayer, but I had to pray like a hundred million times. And I think God knows me. Mm-hmm. Like God knows all of me. So he knows, I think God purposely makes me pray things like 50 million times. So it's more of like a personal, personal to Ethan type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that's so different from everyone else in the sense of no, 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 what no. you pray is not going to happen like right away. Sure. Um, but sure. I know what you're saying where like where your trust is coming in, you might have to do it more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I understand that. Yeah. More quiet though. I think lately I've wanted to be more quiet in prayer. Mm-hmm. Like like listening? or Yeah, lots of listening. Lots of just remembering. I think just lots of remembering. Like probably. Probably if like when I'm quiet, certain scriptures that I've memorized come to mind. And I think that's like a sweet reminder from God. Yeah, like scripture is definitely good to like to have to defend, to have for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? For what? Uh, like repeat the question again. It was like uh, the, insight your, of prayer. In, the insight to your prayer life, right? Like what about, what um, about yours? Like for me, it's like when I pray, I want to genuinely be praying and not just saying things. Mm-hmm. And you don't always have to like sit down and like close your eyes and specifically pray. Um, I think a good goal is to always like pray without ceasing. Like that's a that's a, a thing I think I was just talking about with someone else. Um, so like when you're doing, uh, I went in the community group one time. Um, someone told me or mentioned to the group like if you're just like on a walk somewhere or you're just like doing laundry, like you can be praying like there too. You don't have to be sitting down because there's no real there's no real wrong way to pray like if you're praying to God would you would you say that no <laughs> no I wouldn't okay I, I, I okay. don't know I okay, think, let's hear it I think there are wrong ways to pray uh I mean first of all if I pray like a Pharisee I'm praying wrong like uh like uh let's see if if I can pull up anything that Jesus taught uh I don't know, I don't know. Jesus going in he says some good stuff sometimes sometimes <laughs> Yeah, sometimes, only sometimes. But uh, when Jesus is talking, um, I'll see if I ask, but a lot of it has to do with arrogance. Um, yeah, a lot of it has to do with arrogance. Um, so that's one. He, he talked about... Um, oh yeah, which one are you talking about? He, he compares the Pharisee praying to the man. They both go to the temple and the... The man, he Jesus compares the two men. He compares the Pharisee who goes to God in the temple and says, Lord, thank you for not making me like a sinner, like the rest of the sinners. Oh, and then he's okay. like, and then he, the other the other man says, like, thank you for hearing God, I'm not worthy. Something along those lines. And Jesus is like, the other man prayed, right? Mm-hmm. The other man did not. Uh, so I think praying with arrogance or pride, I think is one way to, to pray wrong. And I'm sure, like, if if you, like, if we specify context, you probably would mention that. Uh, but I think another wrong way to pray, um, 
is by uh, there's a type of vein repetition. Like there's definitely a type of vein repetition. Yeah. Like there's yeah. there's there's praying without ceasing, and then there's vein repetition. Mm -hmm. uh, like going on and babbling on. Uh, I'd say that's probably one way to do it. I, I see I see one thing that gives me red flags, and it's like when people try to talk to the devil while they're praying. And what I mean by that is not like some very demonic thing. It's like they try to say, you know, devil, you can't ever get me because I have Jesus. Like you, I, I speak against you in the name of Jesus. And like, mm. cool, awesome, that sounds tough. But like, we're not. Even, I I don't even want to interact with him. I don't want to met. I don't want to talk yeah. to to the enemy. I don't want. To, I don't. I'm not interested in him. I do not want to be. Interested yeah, I don't in him. want to give him the time. I don't even want to give him the time. He'd love me to give him the time. Uh, and there's just no like scriptural precedent for me talking to the enemy. Okay, I, I, I agree with that. I, so, I, I totally agree with what those you're are a saying. Couple, uh, those are a couple of things. But I think what... I'm saying in the sense of, like, you don't have to, like, have your eyes closed. You don't have yeah, to... Don't, like, yeah, don't be you know realistic, I mean? right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that's fine. And I think it's also, like, what when I say that is to put less pressure on people who, like, don't know mm -hmm. or, like, are new to praying. Like, mm -hmm. like, maybe I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, you definitely learn. Yeah. You definitely learn to practice. Because, yeah, that was definitely something that I was, I mean, just everyone's kind of gone through that. Just, like, learning, like, yeah. um, just just in the faith and growing and learning. Just kind of understanding, like, what makes sense, what's, like, appropriate, what's not appropriate in Christianity, I yeah. guess. Um, but, yeah, uh, going back to the inside of prayer. Um, yeah, just, like, the the trusting process. I, I always go back to that, like, actual trust and genuine in my prayer and not just like you said just kind of babbling on uh yeah. repeating like the same things like without intentionality um but you you said you you like you memorize a lot of scripture as opposed to just like certain verses and i know you take um a lot of like time and energy to memorize scripture for like like why why do you think it's so important to memorize full passages or even like the short books of the new testament uh, why do you see like memorizing the whole book important as opposed to just a passage or something that you can relate to? Yeah. Um, well, I'm not, I'm not like, I don't have a ton memorized. Uh, I, I definitely know men in my life who would walk circles around me in terms of like their knowledge of scripture. And that's good. Mm -hmm. Like I, I know men who have forgotten more about God than I will ever know. Um, just because those men, like they, they just dove into God and they leaned into him in ways that I have not yet. Uh, I will say, I think there are a few spots that kind of indicate to me like that I that I should. Um, here's one. Um, 119. Here we go. Um, the yeah. longest one. How can a young man, this is Psalm 119.9 and then I'll jump down to 11. Uh, how can a young man keep his way pure by guarding it according to your word? Out of one, I can't open my Bible and have it in my face all day. So if I want to guard my way, I should probably have it locked up right. in my head, in right. my heart. Verse 11 says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Practically speaking, I don't love my sin, right? Like that's not, Christians don't love their sin. No. So I think another thing is like, if I want to go against my sin, I should probably know God's word. It's the best tool I have. Uh, and then if I were to give like a New Testament example, uh, if I go to Colossians, which I'll, uh, 
I guess I'll end up memorizing it soon, probably within the next few weeks. Um, yeah, it'll probably be a few weeks because I'm. But I'm, would you say it's worth it to to memorize so much of it um, if you can't remember it like two weeks later? Like, 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 what are you doing to maintain the memory of it? I repeat the verses like crazy. Like, and like, like it, daily, so, like frequently, yeah, or just yeah, yeah, yeah. like so, a, so. Uh, and I'll kind of give an insight to like my strategy of what I do. Um, okay. I can even I can even link a resource. Uh, but anyways, so verse okay. Colossians three sixteen says, "Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God." And those all kind of come from "Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly." So, like, if I want to teach, if I want to admonish, if I want to sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and I want to be thankful to God, I want to know what he says to me, I want to know his word, I want to let it dwell in me richly. Um, and then you have verses like, your words lamp to my feet, like my bath. All these things indicating, like, God, like, I want to know, I want it to be in me. I don't want it to just be in my Bible, I want it to be in me. Mm-hmm. Uh because I think, like, if we want to get, like, real spiritual, like, it truly does, like, just completely change your heart. Like, when you memorize what God says to you. Yeah. Like, that's the big... I, I think for me, I, I didn't I didn't start it till like... I think I started it over summer. My buddy Tanner, who goes here as well, he goes to Hebrew sometimes. Not much anymore. Uh, but he used to. Uh, he memorized a lot of scripture, and I was super encouraged by him. Uh, he was a friend of mine before I came, before we both came to Western. And I, my, he, he, uh, my mentor at the time was convicted after a conversation with Tanner. And my mentor came to me and was like, Ethan, like, I just talked to Tanner, and he just cited like 15 million verses to me. Like, I'm feeling kind of convicted. I should be knowing God's word more. Mm. And then I remember just saying to him, like, me too. Let's both memorize the verse today and, yeah. and check in with each other. And we did. Uh, and that just kind of didn't stop. And there is a there is a severe, like, sharp rise in holiness and, like, joy, enjoying God's word. Like, when you can, like, spot it off like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, um, like um, if I'm feeling condemned, like, if, I, like if I've just sinned, like... And I'm feeling condemned. Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus. From yeah, the and, and verses are great to like remember. But you're remembering like books. Mm-hmm. And like huge passages. Yeah. Um, what What would you say is the benefit in, in that? In the sense of... Like obviously it's going to help if you just know the word of God. Like, like we know that's going to help. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Like, like, I think you can say the whole first, like, chapter of Colossians. I'm not asking you to, to say it, but mm-hmm. um, you could probably do it in order. Would you Would you know just, like, what 27 is? Like, whatever 127 is? Or... 127. Uh, yes, I think so. So so you know, like, the order. Just, like, as if it was, like, the alphabet. Yeah. Well, actually, no, because I guess people don't know, like, what letter, like, T yeah. is and the alphabet. Yeah. But, Verse 27. Um, to them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Okay. That was a good uh, test. That was a good test. You know it. You know it. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I think, because, like, recently I've 
I've noticed that I've been remembering verses like what they are when, when people say like yeah not not word for word there's ones that I know word for word like pretty well mm -hmm. um and I'm trying to learn just for the sake of it like the the order of all the books mm -hmm. in the old new testament um which I have I have pretty pretty well down um yeah so if you were to say a verse, I'd probably tell you what it is. But if you told me um, the chapter and number, I might not be able to recite it. Um, but I think it's definitely worth uh, having that just on top of your head. Um, yeah. I, th I think it's more of like you're like an inspiration to me to actually be motivated to do that. And that it is like possible. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not trying to make you seem like you're like some like crazy awesome uh like up here but I, i'm just saying because uh, because we know like it's possible to like memorize like these things but um seeing it like acted out like i don't I, I personally don't know that many people who are memorizing like whole things like that as opposed to just mm -hmm. uh like certain verses which i, I think is kind of cool and i, I think i would want to actually uh, memorize a book sometime um, yeah. not just to say that I did, but because it's actually worth having, mm -hmm. um, the knowledge of, and it's just going to help grow. And I think it can also just be an inspiration to other people too. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. so I, I definitely want to do something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know which one I would do. I mean, I think, I think Ephesians is just one of the best. Yeah. Um, I would say start small. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I, I didn't, definitely. I, I didn't go straight into Colossians. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't, I haven't been doing this for very long. I actually, I even had a failed attempt at this a while back with my buddy Aiden. We tried memorizing the book of Galatians and we did, we had a, we had a strategy that was not sustainable and we only got through chapter one. Well, why didn't it work? I'm just curious. It, we tried swallowing too many verses per day. Like we were trying to get down mm -hmm. five verses per day. And then we go in the next day and we we, we realize we only got through like one verse, like actually yeah. locked in. I see, I see. So I'm doing two per day now. And I'd say I'll like start at one and start like Psalms or something. Mm -hmm. Like start with Psalms. That's that's what I've at least helped. And granted, I'm not that experienced. I can only do mm -hmm. like what limited experience I have in what the Bible says. But um, yeah, you asked like the importance of memorizing all of it. I think it's because like, like, it's not my word. So if I want to lock God's word on my mind, like, I want to lock it all in uh, as much as I can. Like, it, like the verse says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Like, a lot of it. So I think there is a level of, like, okay, I shouldn't just pot shot verses. Especially because, like, context matters. We see that all the time. When we're mm, yeah, that's So, like, thing. if I want to memorize a, a, a scripture from Colossians, that's just... I might as well take the time over time to just get, memorize the whole book because, like, I'm not in a rush. Like, I'm going to be walking with Christ my whole life, so like, I might as well take my time with it. So I'm not in a rush to like, like when I finish Colossians, it may be a year before I want to do another book. Mm -hmm. And until I start a new book, I'll even when I start a new book, I'll keep I'll keep reviewing Colossians. So like, it doesn't. It can seem like so big, yeah. To be like, oh, like an entire book, but like, I don't know if you've ever done any theater production. Uh, I know I have. I did theater in high school, and I memorized. Like, I was the lead in musical my musical senior year. I had more lines than, like, what Colossians did. Like, there was a significant amount of lines, and like, 
you mm-hmm. go into the production and you're like, this is just what you do. But that's what you do for a production. You memorize lines. Yeah. And if you're like that, if you if you can get like that with the Bible, it's like, oh, this is God's word. I should just know it. Like I should know mm-hmm. it. Then it's like something in four chapters, and you don't have to rush it. You're just like, okay, a verse a day, two verses a day, maybe. I'll try to go overboard and be like, all right, now it's this whole chunk. Like, like yeah. once I get near the end, I'd be like, all right, it's just these last like twenty verses. Yeah, it's tempting, yeah. especially like if you know that like. I've, I've had a couple points at like this, uh, like a few days ago, I was on uh, Colossians uh, 2, I'm starting in chapter 2, and I had verses 4 and 5, or 1 and 2, 3 and 4, and then I had 5 and 6. And I remember. On, on, on verses 2 and 3, uh, or no, on verses 3 and 4, sorry, on verses 3 and 4, I was working that day and I glanced over and I saw verses 5 and 6 for the next day, and I was so pumped. Mm-hmm. These are fire. Like, these are fire verses. And I was so tempted to just be like, let's just go ahead and do them. But I was like, no, back. Yeah. no. I'll just lock up my verses today. Mm-hmm. And I'll know them tomorrow. And it, it was a better decision. So, I mean. That's interesting. Long answer to a short question. But ultimately, it's just like. No, yeah. It, it's I, it's definitely interesting. Like, like, I always use the word interesting. But that's because it actually is interesting to me. Like, it's, I don't know. I think it's a unique topic. Um, but yeah, we can, we can end with what's the biggest thing that you've learned since being a Christian or is there anything else you wanted to, to add? No, I mean, no, no, what's the biggest thing I've learned since being a Christian? Cause you'd say your walk with Christ was like three years ago, almost three years ago. Almost three years ago. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, cause there's a lot of ways to answer that, this question. Yeah. At I, least for me. Yeah. I mean. If there was any season of my life where I was learning something, it probably would be recently. Uh, mm, I think I'm really learning like what faith actually is. Probably. So the belief, like what it really means to believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For sure. I guess I'll I'll kind of, and I I couldn't give you like a, I couldn't write a dissertation on this. Like I like if somebody was like Ethan. Like, explain to me in depth, theologically, everything. Like, every what is this lesson that you've learned? And it has to be theologically correct. I probably couldn't. Uh, I think it's more just, like, certain verses that I've memorized. I'll, I'll give you two verses that I memorized a while back. Okay. That are coming to fruition in a very painful way. Uh, okay. <laughs> Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And then Hebrews 11, 6, which says, And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Um, two verses that I was just like, yeah, cool. This is right. This is easy. Like, this is easy to know. This is going to be easy to practice because I memorized the verse. Um, which, by the way, it's easy to get puffed up when you memorize scripture. It is. Don't make the same mistake I did. And still make sometimes. Like, it's easy to be like, yeah, I know a lot of scripture. I'm super mm-hmm. spiritual and stuff. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Don't do yeah. that. Don't do it. It's so bad. And it's so negative on your on your faith walk. And you can turn it into something so unhealthy. Uh, so don't make the same stupid mistakes I did. But, uh, yeah, like, I, I'm a big skeptic. I'm a big cynic. I'm a big doubter. You know, I'm... I'm probably a slightly more gentle version of Thomas. So like, 
you know, when the disciples came to Thomas and they're like, God, Jesus resurrected. Like, yeah, he's alive yeah. again. And do you remember Thomas's response? No, I just remember it was in one, like, small passage of yeah. one of the Gospels. That's he, all I he was so stubborn. He said, unless I see the holes in his hands, I will not believe you. Like, he said, unless I see the holes in his hands, I will never believe. And Jesus, man, so kind. Jesus rose from the dead, empty tomb, all of it. And he goes to Thomas and he says, I heard you're saying that you won't believe me unless you see the holes in my hands. So why don't you, why don't you touch mm, the holes? Okay, yeah. That's how Jesus responded. He didn't, yeah. he didn't fuss at Thomas. He, man, like he didn't fuss at Thomas. He didn't, he didn't yell at him. He didn't say, come on, you saw all the miracles I performed. You saw, you, I, you saw me feed 5,000 people. You saw me walk on water. You saw me heal lepers. You saw me restore sight to blind people. How could you possibly not believe that I rose from the dead? How could you possibly not believe this? No, he just said, feel the holes. Mm -hmm. Just feel the holes, man. You said you wouldn't believe me until you feel the holes. So feel the hole. Put your hand through my side. They pierced it right here. You could fit your whole hand in here. Yeah. That type of thing. Uh, I'm like... When John the Baptist, the most anointed prophet, Jesus said that there was no one greater than John the Baptist born of women. That, that's high. And John the Baptist himself, when John the Baptist was in prison, he sends, he sends his servant, he sends his disciples to Jesus to ask him, are you actually the one? Mm -hmm. After all of the preaching that John did, after all the paving the way, after all of that, John says to, sends his servants to Jesus and says, are you actually the one? After all that. And Jesus could have said, John, are you serious? You were born to prophesy for me. You were born to do this. You preached in the wilderness. You ate locusts and wild honey. You wore camel skin. And you preached for me. And now you're asking me, am I the one? Jesus could have said that. But what did he say? He sent the disciples back and said, go and tell John what you've seen and heard. The blind see. The good news is being preached to the poor. The, the deaf are hearing. The, the lame are walking. Every, every time, man, Jesus is so good with people who doubt. Jesus' own brothers. Jesus' own brothers reviled him and mocked him. Mm -hmm. And then Jude and James, who didn't believe in Jesus until after they saw him resurrected, who ended up writing James and Jude. Yeah. Jude, at the end of, uh, at the end of Jude, uh, at the end of Jude, Jude says, have mercy on those who doubt. And, and that's one and of save people from the fire. Yeah. Not part of it. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's true. Right. So like, I can acknowledge that Jesus rose from the dead. I know that he has saved me from my sin. I know all these things and I still doubt. And how does Jesus respond to me? He just says to me, you can look what I've done. You've seen what I've done. I love you, you don't need to doubt. I've done what I've done. I will do what I will do. So I think, I think it's a lot of just like, yeah. Just being like, okay, Jesus, I'm doubting <laughs> like, you. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm doubting you. I know you rose from the dead. I, I know you did. I'm sorry. Uh, it's really easy to think like that when you don't get things that you want after like choosing to follow him and praying to him. It's like, okay, now I deserve this. Kind of like what you were saying. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's just like, it's just really interesting. Uh, yeah. What you have to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, did they continue recording by the way? It may have. I'm not sure. We can we can cut it and fix it. Yeah, we could cut it and fix it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, um, but what I was saying was, like, I, I agree in the sense of 
Wait, what was I even saying? You were saying, like, TC's out. I need to start this over. I don't remember. It's funny. Just pick it up. I think it's really easy to look at like what you're saying and think I, because I've chosen to live for you and I've been praying to you, like now I deserve like something from you. It's like, no, um, Jesus has like died on the cross for us. And it, it's just crazy that like, while we're still sinners, he continues to be with us and not cast us out. And it, sometimes I'll, I'll say to myself, um, like when I ever when I ever have some doubt or disbelief, like like why am I why am I even like doubting this? Like why am I concerned about this, um, or just anything like this going on in my life? Like why am I worried about this? When mm -hmm. um, you can always have the perspective of like in the end this won't matter because um, life is short, um, eternity is forever. But just in the sense of like why why am I worried when like God literally has like my back? Um, so like there's no reason to be worried about. Um, a lot of the things and that's what's taking a lot of anxiety and stress away from me um it's just going to prayer and remembering that uh like there's no reason to be to be worried about those things mm -hmm. um, it's also a test of your faith like are you really going to trust in this even when it doesn't look like it and there's times where we're like we're not perfect and like we are just going to be worried but it's a continual growth and trying to like grow in the in the trust and just sanctification um but yeah, that was that was all I had. So thanks for coming on, uh, yeah. talking with me. Um, I I remember when I when I met you, you were it was around Halloween. You were dressed. Who were you dressed as? I was dressed as John. I was dressed as John the Apostle. You were, you were dressed as John, yeah. but like you still like looked like Jesus though. Either way, because just <laughs> I, that, everything I that era. Yeah, your beard was yeah, it was getting long was getting too. Long, dude. I just remember seeing you. I'm like, wait, like who is that kid? I want to know him. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, it was such an inaccurate costume too. It was such a Greek outfit, like yeah. such a Greek, <laughs> yeah. such a Greek outfit, like w completely white toga with like a, a red stripe. No way a Jew was affording that back then. Like no way mm. they wore like brown and like generic colors. Like they were, yeah. It was such a Greek outfit. <laughs> but, but, but I knew right away what era you were going for. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember. Uh, yeah, and then I saw you at Crew, which is one of the campus ministries. Um, yeah. So that was, yeah. that's cool. Um, but yeah, glad that we're both like in our faith and kind of growing with that. And it's just great to have people on to talk about this stuff. So this has been The Right Track. Thanks for listening and see you next time. See ya.